Hello, guys. Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome to our first edition of Quarantine Textual Deviance. Yes, truly. I know that all the textual deviants you've been receiving have been Quarantine Textual Deviants. But for us, this is the first one. <laughs> this is the very first one. We are in two separate places right now. We are recording this over Zim. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Which is like all of quarantine is sponsored by Zoom. So we're happy. Yes. We're happy <laughs> to be a part of the sponsorship, you know? Quarant- quarantine 2020 brought to you by Zoom. Zoom, 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 Zoom. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I'm really embarrassed. I don't even. Has Zoom ever like like advertised on TV? Wouldn't know. I don't watch commercials anymore. You know, that's fair. But I feel as though they would also advertise on whatever, like on YouTube, Hulu, Netflix. You know what I mean? Because Hulu will take anybody's money. Hulu has no discretion. <laughs> Ooh, you're, you're right about that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Hi, guys. We are back. This is a very mini episode. We have a couple of announcements for you. Yeah. So first of all, like I said earlier, we all of this has been recorded months in advance. Like this podcast truly had such a slow start. We wish we had dropped the episodes right as we recorded them. But foolishly, we didn't. We didn't. And um, that's on us. That's on us, truly. (laughs) And so that's why, despite the fact that there's a lot going on in the world, we're not talking about it. And that's because the things were not going on when we recorded these episodes. Yes. And so we want to take a minute to address um, the movements that are going on across the country and across the world um, and and talk about what it means to us. First of all, we are two black women who are sitting here recording this podcast for you. So we believe that black lives matter. Yes. And that is an emphasis on matter. We're not saying that black lives matter are the only lives that matter, but that black lives also matter. Yes. And we've been so incredibly proud and amazed to see the rest of the nation finally coming to the same page because this has been over, like, well, it's been essentially people's entire lifetimes. You know, a lot of, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of people have been stating this and I will repeat it. Slavery never ended in this country. It just reformed, you know, Yes. And and if you want an example of what we mean by that, because it makes you feel icky inside and you don't want to hear it, I ask you to do the research in um, in certain states. People who are imprisoned have to work at the governor's house, literally picking cotton. And that's not something that's gone away. That is something that is happening today. There have been many articles written about it. Specifically, The Atlantic has a great article and I believe video um, and the picture that they use as their headline. um, It looks like something out of a textbook from the 18-1700s. Okay, but that was taken in 2015. Um, But I just encourage everybody to go and look that up because like Adesa said, slavery has not gone away. It has only transformed into something that is slightly more acceptable to the public because it is away from the public eye now. And so we just cannot, well, I, I can't say we, let me speak for myself. I think that I have been experiencing, in addition to the Uh, fear and pressure that has been running through us our entire lives there has been a small sense of relief 
that I felt at this particular time with this movement in realizing that for the first time, 70% of America is on the same page. You know what I mean? At least 50% of white America is on the same page with us. And so now it feels like we're in this powerful time where we can make strides and moves and and actually create change in this world that we're all living in together. And so I'm proud and elated to to be growing up in this time. Yeah. And um, I, we recognize that we are also in the age of COVID. I personally have been shuttered away in my house I haven't really been visiting people um uh I am 100% still concerned about COVID-19 but I'm also way more concerned about the plague that is racism that has been enacting its horrible horribleness on the United States and on black people in America for centuries now so we have both been to protests we will continue to go to protests we will continue to give our money and our time and our organizations and our our time to anybody any organization that needs it yes so yes that is our unequivocal statement on black lives matter black lives matter too long they matter, for their read. And you can't tell me any different. TLDR. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. And now we're going to go on to some official business. Going to transition. Yeah, you know, just a soft transition. Yes. Just a soft transition from yes. human rights to It's not books. a political statement, all right? Black Lives Matter is not a political not. statement. It shouldn't be. Um, but anyway, we, we also uh, thank you so much for listening to that. If that makes you upset... Stay, Stay mad. mad. You can leave, in fact. If you are, if it makes you upset, but you know why and you want to confront those feelings inside of you. Do some research. Um, we will do. Yeah, we encourage you to do the research. Figure out why it makes you upset. Social media has been so great in this time because it's not only giving us a platform to speak our minds. It is uniting people and it is spreading information that your history textbooks did not teach you. So we we encourage you to go and look up all that information um, and read because this is a reading podcast. And so we encourage everybody to read at all times to educate themselves about things that they didn't already know. Um, Amazing. But on the topic of reading, <laughs> we wanted to let you guys know, and a podcast, reading and podcasts, we wanted to let you guys know that we are changing our format a little. And I know that we've only had a couple of podcasts. And every so like, single time we've format? said it, we've like literally, we were four episodes <laughs> in now, and I think we've already said that we're changing our format. So five episodes in, and we will say it a second time. All right. We are changing our format, guys. Um, we are switching to a format where we, we will be reading two books a month. Um, each book will have two episodes, but um, the first episode will be a shorter episode for you guys to get um, the general idea of what we feel about the book at first. And then the second episode will be the second half of the book or however we decide to split it up. And it'll yes. be a little bit longer. And just so you um, know, we did toy briefly with the idea of getting rid of the first episode. But honestly, we really enjoy. I'm, I sound so whiny right now. So whiny. So whiny. Well, I apologize. <laughs> Honestly, we really <laughs> roast me, burn me at the stake, <laughs> roast me hard. I don't care. But no, we really enjoy <sighs> making predictions, and we are so addicted to the power that comes with the possibility of being correct. 
(laughs) Yes. So we don't want to give that up, but we also recognize that if we did that and also incorporated everything that we want to incorporate in the second episode, that you'd be listening to episodes that are an hour and a half each and why do we need to discuss three one book hours. for three and a half Wise. hours or or three hours to three and a half hours you know we don't need to do that so starting in july um, that's why we want yeah starting in july we're changing our format um do you want to take it sure. from here Desi? so we're going to be reading two books and like taiwo said the first two wednesdays well the first two wednesdays are going to be dedicated to one book the, the last two wednesdays are going to be dedicated to a second book and let's say we have a magical extra Wednesday like we do in July. We will choose a random book that maybe one of us has read and the other one hasn't and read the whole book and do a full review and discussion and things like that. And also talk a little bit about what what our memory has honored in that book. Because sometimes you reread a book and you're like, wow, I thought this was so different. And that was not the case. Yep. Yep. And so our first book for this magical fifth uh, Friday. Wow. And so our first book for this magical fifth Wednesday is Percy Jackson by Rick Riordan. Okay. Wow. Why would you just say it like that? That's not even the name of the full book. Girl. Okay. I'll say it. it. Okay. Let's let's just get this straight. Let's just get this straight, correct, and right. Okay. I am the Percy (laughs) Jackson lover in this household. We are not in the same household, but even in her household, I am the Percy Jackson lover, all right? So we will be reading the first book in the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series. It's called The Lightning Mm -hmm. Thief. Oh, I'm an idiot. I did know that it was Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief. I'm an idiot. Sorry. Foolishness. (laughs) Do you see what I have to deal with? um, But yes. I only know that for, for... bad reasons yeah we, we don't talk about that movie, movie. that but. movie was garbage let's just pretend <laughs> it didn't exist thank you um but we're <laughs> we're, re- we're reading it i'm rereading it for probably like the third or fourth or fifth time i listen there's no way to tell how many times i've read that book okay but and i will be reading it for the first time and i'm very it's excited it's gonna be great and we're also really excited because there's just a new energy around it because disney is turning it into a series and rick our man Rick is going to be involved. So I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, I am excited to read it because I've never read it. I've only watched the movies. I watched both one and two. And I thought um, I liked one. I feel like I remember liking one. And I really hated the second one. But um, I'm also excited because they've turned it into a musical that I also <laughs> don't like. <laughs> but you know what? Like just the fact that there's all of this like you know all this attention around it um the musical i think premiered this year last year um last year sorry um you know me thinking it's still 2019 me wishing it was still 2019 (laughs) but but um yeah it came out last year and i'm so i'm very excited to actually finally read and truly understand the lore that is Percy yes. Jackson. So just to clarify, that will be the last book. I don't know why Tywo mentioned it first, but that will be the last book. What we do you mean read I mentioned it first? We already read month. Oh, did no, we not? No, we haven't talked about the other oh. two. You see the foolishness. You see the foolishness. Um, so that will be the third and last okay. book we read this month. Yes. Okay. So the, the actual schedule, because I'm an idiot... First book that we will be reading in the month of July will be The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. We will be reading that for the weeks of July 1st and 8th. Yes. Um, the next book will be 
Get a Life Chloe Brown by Talia. Talia? Talia Hibbert. Talia. Talia Hibbert. Or Talia Hibbert. Uh, one of them. Um, <laughs> we'll learn the name pronunciation before yes, we make we that will be, podcast. Yes, we will be looking we it up. We'll we do will. our research. We will. And we kind of want to, um, in interest of keeping the future episodes shorter, we're going to read the description for each book now. Right now. Okay. You go first since your book is first. So, uh, The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. The description is as follows. The Vignes twin sisters will always be identical, but after growing up together in a small southern black community and running away at age 16, it's not just the shape of their daily lives that is different as adults, it's everything. Their families, their communities, their racial identities. Many years later, one sister lives with her black daughter in the same southern town she once tried to escape. The other secretly passes for white, and her white husband knows nothing of her past. Still, even separated by so many miles and just as many lies, the fates of the twins remain intertwined. What will happen to the next generation when their own daughter's storylines intersect? Weaving together multiple strands of generations of this family from the deep south to California from the 1950s to the 1990s, Britt Bennett produces a story that is at once a riveting emotional family story and a brilliant exploration of the American history of passing. The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. Wow. Very excited for I'm this I'm really one. excited too. That sounds phenomenal, actually. I know. I know. I can't wait. They're definitely making it into they a movie. We already know that like all of like HBO is definitely knocking on her right. door right now. And you know what that reminds yeah. me of too? It reminds me of those twin girls who are, mm-hmm. who are born of mixed parents, I believe. I don't remember if their parents mm-hmm. are... I think both of their parents are like mixed black people and somehow they're mm-hmm. identical twins, but somehow in the way that their um, chromosomes split, one of them is like white mm-hmm. and blonde and the oh, other one yes. is like black with brown hair. Yes, I've seen that. I've seen that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's it's interesting. interesting. That's very interesting. Um, it also reminds me of Carol Channing because of how she thought she was white for so long and her mom literally on her deathbed or not on her deathbed sorry i always say on on her deathbed her mom told her at 17 that she her great her grandfather was black because she was like i just need you to know in case you ever have a black child yeah so it's Mm -hmm. so you don't think that something nefarious happened something yeah exactly interesting so um and yeah i think that's really interesting how many times am i going to say it's really interesting interesting Interesting, interesting. <laughs> we think it's interesting, interesting, interesting. 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 It's fine. <laughs> um, now, Desi, you can read Get a Life okay, Brown. Okay, so we chose this book. book. We actually chose this book a little bit ago. But just so you know, today it is June 11th, 2020. So we are in real yes. time. So the books that you will be receiving from us will be recorded now in real time. Literally, I think we recorded um, the last house guest in like... January at the late January. January it was like right before I left to go to California so, yeah yeah so it was in the rest January. of these will be happening in real time but we chose this book shortly after reading that one because Taiwo was really looking for a romance novel to to just break up some of the thriller crimey books we've been reading like we love our thrillers but we also just like to be romance to be romanced <laughs> <laughs> with the intense tongue roll. <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> Embarrassing. 
<laughs> okay, so Get a Life Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. Chloe Brown is a chronically ill computer geek with a goal, a plan, and a list. After almost, but not quite, dying, she's come up with seven directives to help her get a life. And she's already completed the first, finally moving out of her glamorous family's mansion. The next items? Enjoy a drunken night out. Ride a motorcycle. Go camping. Have a meaningless but thoroughly enjoyable sex. Travel the world with nothing but hand luggage. And do something bad. But it's not easy being bad, even when you've written step-by-step guidelines on how to do it correctly. What Chloe needs is a teacher, and she knows just the man for the job. Redford, Red, Morgan, is a handyman with tattoos, a motorcycle, and more sex appeal than 10,000 Hollywood heartthrobs. He's also an artist who paints at night and hides his work in the light of day, which Chloe knows because she spies on him occasionally. Just the teensiest, tiniest bit. But... When she enlists Red in her mission to rebel, she learns things about him that no spy session could ever teach her, like why he clearly resents Chloe's wealthy background, and why he never shows his art to anyone, and what really lies beneath his tough exterior. Ooh, I can't wait. I just know I'm going to love reading this to, like, to go to sleep. Yes. I'm so excited yes. about it. So yeah, those are um, our first and second books. With a two-part review for July. Yes, for the month of July. Um, so I think that's all the information that you guys need. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Look and- at us. Hopefully this recorded correctly. Like, I'm so freaking excited because I'm going to go to California soon. And, like, all of our things are going to have to be quarantine-level yes. recordings. So, yes. So I'm so excited that this worked. Oh, um, okay. And then, yes, what we are... Always looking for suggestions for books. We have the next couple months yes. planned out, but if there's a book that you really, really want us to read because it's amazing and wonderful and beautiful, please email us at textdeviants at gmail.com. Yes, we have access. We have all the socials. Our Twitter is textdeviants at textdeviants. Our Instagram is at textualdeviants. So follow us on there. You can send us um, suggestions on there as well. But if you want to email us, email us at textdeviants. Yes. And, you know, if you you like the sound of our voices or our insights and things, you could just go ahead and rate us on Apple Podcasts as well. Just just five stars. (laughs) Would recommend. And yeah, that's that's everything we need to say, I think. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, We can't wait to read vanishing half with you guys uh get a life chloe brown and chloe yes and get and the percy jackson series the percy jackson i'm so excited i'm so excited to like relive a childhood even though it wasn't a part of my childhood i'm so excited to relive my childhood through this i truly feel like it holds up i haven't read it as an adult but i'm pretty sure it holds up i feel like it I feel like it has to if Disney decided that they were going to make a series about it now when it came out like what fifteen so years ago? ago. I think it was more than. Yeah. I think it was more than fifteen years ago. Yeah, I think that if Disney is like, yes, this is what we're going to produce right now, I think that it means it holds up, so, y'all. All right, thank you all for joining Ooh. us. Thank you, and we'll talk soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>